Welcome to the Behind the Lids podcast. My name is Mandy Adams, and I have the privilege of leading the Behind the Lids Healing Collective here in Costa Mesa, California. Our podcast is an opportunity to share the wisdom of facilitators who hold space and bring healing at our studio, as well as experts and influencers we believe you should know about. Before we join our conversation for today, we'd love for you to hear about an upcoming event at Behind the Lids. We have some exciting news to share with you. Behind the Lids is now offering online classes, and we just announced the first four taught by Mana Dabokar, psychic medium, life coach, and former therapist. If you're curious about communicating with animals, discovering and developing your eight clairs, your intuitive senses, overcoming self-doubt and unleashing inner confidence, or learning how to interpret your dreams, head on over to behindthelids.com online. That's behindthelids.com slash online and learn more about our new online classes. Welcome to the Behind the Lids podcast. I'm your host, David Trotter, and our guest today is Dr. Lara Romero, an angelic healer and intuitive life coach who helps people transform their lives by connecting with their innate talents and abilities and moving into alignment with their soul's authentic path. She has an extraordinary ability to communicate with the angelic realm and ascended masters, as well as clear past life trauma, do soul retrievals, and efficiently cut energetic cords. She has a doctorate in metaphysics and a background in counseling, and she's helped thousands of people move toward confidence, clarity, and courage. In this episode, Lara shares why she believes our world is waking up through the COVID experience, what to do if you're experiencing a spiritual awakening or exploring your own spiritual gifts, and what might be holding you back if you're seeking to share a spiritual message with the world. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Dr. Lara Romero. Well, Lara, thank you so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Very excited. (laughs) We've obviously been going through a lot as a, not only a nation, but a whole world, of course, with this COVID pandemic and experience over the last several years. How do you see... Or do you see, I guess I should say, the world waking up in new ways? And if you do see that, how do you see it happening? Well, it's been quite a journey the last three years since COVID hit. And I think before COVID hit, a lot of people were in kind of like a slumber, kind of in like a zombie-like state. They were just kind of going through the motions, doing their thing, and just kind of like being in life, but not really being present. And I think what I've noticed the last few years are people are waking up to themselves. They're waking up to actually remembering who they really are. And that is a spiritual being. And, and, you know, the people that come to me, like my clients, they come to me and they're like, I have these thoughts or I, I I think I'm intuitive, but I don't know. And and I think that a lot of people are waking up to their own intuition. So that's that's a big part that I see. And I also see um a lot of people why do you think why do you think that's happening by the way? Like what do you think the connection between the COVID experience and people waking up, especially to their own intuition, what's the connection there? Oh, okay. How deep do you want to (laughs) go? Wow. Okay. So what I believe, what my truth is, and I just want to say, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are saying a lot of what they think and what they feel, what they intuitively know. 
And each person that's listening to any of these interviews or anybody else, they really have to discern what feels right for them, right? Okay. So where I'm at in my spiritual awareness, the reason why I think people are waking up is because there's a lot of energy, a lot of light coming into this planet from a lot of other spiritual beings. And in essence, this, this spiritual awakening is saving humanity from our own destruction. So this light coming in, it's actually activating us inside our body of things that we intuitively know already, but have been dormant. So, you know, that's why so many things are happening on the outer, like all of this, um, all of the greed. I mean, it's all been going on for a long time, but people are seeing it now. They're seeing beyond the illusion. And the reason why this is happening is because humanity is waking up. We are headed more towards a a peaceful existence. I know a lot of people would be like, "Uh, no, we're not. (laughs) But, you know, being on this path for so long, I really see how humanity is shifting. And we are shifting in a way where we are remembering who we are. We are not um, believing the lies that we have been told. We are challenging authority where we were told we weren't supposed to. We are listening to ourselves instead of uh, just believing everything that has been told to us. So I, I, you know, I think this whole thing since COVID has been actually amazingly remarkable for humanity. Hmm. Talk to me about how you have personally awakened to your gifts at what point along the journey of life did you start to have some of those awakenings like you're talking about people are having now because of COVID? What was the impetus behind your own awakening? Wow. Okay. Um, well, I was born in uh, an Irish Catholic family, which there was a lot of drinking and uh, a lot of dysfunction. And I was the youngest of four girls. And right from the very beginning, I didn't feel wanted. I didn't feel like I belonged. I was bullied. Um, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. There's a lot of violence. So there's a lot of stuff that I experienced when I was younger that told me that I was not good enough, that I didn't deserve to be here. And in my early 20s, uh, I just was depressed. And uh, I remember driving home. It was really late when I was driving home from my boyfriend's house. And um, I remember talking to the universe and saying, you know what? I don't think that I need to be here anymore. You know, if I'm here for a reason, you got to show me a sign or you got to let me know because, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. And that's when I was like nodding off in the car. And I was so, so tired. And I could have, you know, pulled over. but on some level, it's like I was testing the universe or I was, you know, committing suicide because my last thought was if I fall asleep at this wheel and I die, I'm good. Mm. But if I survive, I know that I'm here for a reason. And that was my last thought. And I went, Oh, I was on the 405 and that's like four lanes of traffic. And I veered off to the right. I fell asleep. I veered off the right of the freeway and then woke up on the shoulder of the freeway to like bouncing because I was in the dirt and I thought I pushed the brake on, but I pushed the um, gas 
And wow. so I was headed towards a pole right off Sand Canyon and went back onto the freeway, four lanes of traffic. And then my car stalled with oncoming traffic coming to me. And then I drove off the side of the freeway. Nobody else was involved. Nobody stopped mm. and nothing happened to me. And so I'm like, okay. So I went home and, and I woke up the next morning. And my dad said, what happened to your car? I go, what do you mean what happened to my car? And the front light was hit and the, the front tire was um, flat, but I made it home another, I don't know how many miles. Mm. And I thought, okay, I'm here for a reason. So that was the beginning of me understanding that I was here for a purpose, but I still was partying. I was still, you know, doing all my stuff because I just didn't know. And then I, I, I can't explain it, but a couple of years later, I went for a walk and it was like the veil lifted hmm. and nothing really made sense to me anymore. And I realized that my entire life, the religion I was brought up with, the pharmaceutical company, the political system, the education system, like none of it made sense to me anymore. And I just saw things so differently that that and I that was my spiritual awakening. And since then, like within a matter of months, I quit drinking. I um, you know, quit partying, I quit, uh, I broke up with my boyfriend, I moved, I went to uh, school. you know, it was like it was like so many things happened after that. So that yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness, like a massive yeah. transformation. And yet then my guess is then there's an unfolding. So like there's the, mm -hmm. a, a veil has been lifted. There's an awakening, but then there's an unfolding to your own probably purpose or calling or giftedness and so forth. What are some of those key moments where you felt like, oh, wow, I got it. Like I got like kind of like those little breakthrough moments. You know what I mean? Like give us yes. a couple of those along the journey. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting the chills. I love it. I love it when I have conversations with people and I get the chills because it just like, it brings in the energy of like, yes, this is truth. You know, this is mm -hmm. like so exciting for me. I love talking about stuff like this, um, having people having spiritual awakenings. So one of the things that happened for me, I was going to Cal State Fullerton. I was getting my bachelor's in human services, which is counseling. And I was thinking there's gotta be something more that I can offer these people um, other than theory, you know? And, and I just kept thinking about that. And I was uh, in line, I was at Unity Church talk, waiting to talk to the minister. And there was a- um, The Unity a Church in Tustin? Actually, it was in um, Laguna Hills. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. it's a different, it was with Margaret Moquit years ago. This was like 20, no, yeah, about 25 years ago. And there was a table there and it had this magazine on it. And it was a long line. And me being the impatient person that I am, I'm like, huh. You know, so I, I pick up this, this little magazine. I'm looking through it and it said metaphysics, metaphysical um, uh, degree in metaphysics. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I didn't know what it was. But when I read it, my whole body got the chills and it was like, this is what I need to do. Hmm. And so I had a lot of those moments along the way. It's like, this is, it was just so profound for me. It's like, this is what I need to do. And then, um, when I, so I was started doing that and then I went to a spiritual exploration group and met some people and I met this one person there and I'm like, do I know you? 
Like I'd never seen him before. I'm like, do I know you? And he's like, yeah, we were probably together or uh, knew each other in a, la- a past life. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, because I was like brought up Catholic. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And anything like, like that. Is this a was pickup like, line? Is this a pickup yeah, right? line? Or- <laughs> right, I know, I know. But it was like, um, you know, it, being Catholic, anything like this, being psychic, connecting to the angels, anything like that was like considered evil. So I had to overcome a lot of that stuff. But it was like, I couldn't deny the physical sensations in my body when I had these connections with these people or when I had these spiritual awakenings. Mm. So that was another one. And then, um, oh, I know the, the next one that I had is I would go around the, the, we have a lake, we live by a lake and I would walk around the lake with my friends and we would start talking about things, you know, I'm a counselor or whatever, but we were just, you know, having a conversation and I would say certain things and they would come back to me a week later and they're like, this totally shifted. Like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I had no idea. And I had an appointment with a shaman. It was an all day online thing that I had with her. And she's like, do you know what you do? And like, no, please tell me because I have no idea what I do. Mm. And basically she said, you just, you open people up, you crack them open and you help them remember their magnificence and you get them on the path that is in alignment with their soul. And so that was another thing. So, you know, and those were the big ones, but there were so many over the course of like, you know, we're talking 25 years. It's not something that has been, that's happened overnight. Right. You know? So, yeah. I think that's um, so helpful to remember for those of us who are on a spiritual journey, wherever we are, we are, especially in the first few years. Because as things are awakening, it can feel like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. And then, but what about this? And, you know, there's all these questions perhaps, or maybe impatience, right? As you, as you said, and to know that it's a long journey, there will be so much, so many things that unfold over the course of a lifetime and so many little um, synchronizations or unveilings or moments that in large part, you just can't control. Right. And, and I love that you brought that up because there, there's no ending. There's, there's no place that we arrive. I mean, even though I've been on this for 25 years and I've, I'm really solid in my work, I know that I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone and I know that I'm going to have more awarenesses, you know, and I think that's really important for, for people to realize that, you know, it's not a destination, there's not a certain place where we think like we need to be like where we are. It's always exactly where we need to be. And, um, when you're able to come from that space, you can breathe a little bit easier. You know, so many people are, we compare ourselves a lot. Well, this person's on their spiritual journey. Why don't I have that? Or this person is doing their work and they're reaching thousands of people, right? They have this, that, you know, this many followers. Why don't I have that? And it's like, if you can get out of comparing yourself to other people and just going within, because your spiritual journey is so sacred that it's just yours. And the more that you can shut out that ego part, the outside world, and you can really sit with yourself and be with yourself and be open and connect with source. It is so 
it's such a blessing and it's so exciting. Like you said, it's so exciting to be on this journey because you have all of these awarenesses and you have all of these interests and you're exploring. And, you know, I remember that phase, like I could not get enough of the spiritual awakening stuff, like the Reiki and the chakras and all that kind of stuff. And it was absolutely wonderful. It really was. But I think it was a little bit easier for me back then because there weren't a lot of people on the spiritual journey. So I really didn't have anyone to compare myself to. But the one thing I did struggle with was it was kind of like a spiritual loneliness because mm. I felt like I was the only person on the planet that thought the way that I did, mm. you know, because many times I would, I would talk to people and stuff and they would look at me like, you know, a deer in the headlights, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? you don't get it. It's so obvious, you know, mm. but um, yeah. And I think, you know, today people may feel like they're on their own. You know, because it is a different way of thinking once you have your spiritual awakening, because we were brought up to think a certain way and all of a sudden you're, you're going against the masses. Right. And that right. can seem scary. Well, especially yeah. as I connect with people online that maybe aren't in Southern California or in a major metropolitan area, maybe it's in a, you know, a smaller town where this type of thinking, there aren't people there uh, um, as prominently and so that can feel lonely too. Like, man, I feel like I'm the only one in my town who thinks this way, or I don't know many people, you know, that's the great thing about obviously online is to be able to connect with people all around the world. But there is that, that sense of loneliness. You know, we've talked um, a, a bit about a person who is uh, maybe exploring their own spirituality. Then there are people that maybe are sensing that they have a spiritual gift that they want to utilize in some way. And then my guess is there are probably quite a few people listening who already feel called to participate in this awakening. They have a message of some sort, a giftedness, and they want to get that message out. I'd love to hear maybe some words of wisdom or encouragement for kind of those three layers of people. So maybe the first is, the person who is exploring their own spirituality, maybe they're coming from a uh, faith background that is less open, maybe more dogmatic. What encouragement or suggestions would you give to that group of people to start with? Okay. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm going to like feel into that question because I really feel like it's like it's going to be a channeled message for these people. Is that okay? Sure, of course. All right. Okay, good. Okay. So for the people that are just waking up that have a lot of spiritual stuff that they have to work through, what they want to say, and when I say what they want to say, this is like the angel, the, the angels, like I'm working with angels and they're giving me messages. So it's like what they want to say to these people is to love yourself enough and give yourself the freedom to explore. And you can do this in the privacy of your own space. Like before when we said that your, your spirituality, it's a sacred journey. And it's not something that you need to convince other people of. The reason why we feel that we need to convince people of what we're thinking is because we're really trying to convince ourselves. So if you first start waking up to this, 
they're, they're telling me that there's like a lot of fear and a lot of confusion because what you thought was real isn't real anymore. And so that, that can cause a lot of anxiety. But what they want to say is that it's okay to feel that anxiety. It's okay to be afraid. But realize that once you have the spiritual awakening, there's no going back. You can try to go back to what you thought and what you believed, but you're going to feel it in your body that it doesn't resonate with you anymore. So the message is to keep going forward. Know that you are safe and that it's okay to question what you have been told. That is a big thing. It's okay to question what you've been told and to trust what you're getting. In the beginning, it can be very scary because it's like, what? I wasn't taught to like listen to myself. I was taught to, you know, hear what other people tell me. But to start listening to yourself, don't compare yourself to others. And the last thing is uh, you don't have to try to convince anybody of anything that is coming through to you. Make it a sacred thing for yourself. And eventually you will find your tribe. You will find other people that think the same way you do, but it doesn't make any sense or it's going to be a waste of time to try and convince somebody that you're thinking differently. Mm, so good. So yeah. good. I, um, I oftentimes think about, uh, you know, I love dogs. And so, um, if you've ever tried to get your dog to watch TV by holding their head to the television, um, you know, they're, they're just pulling away the whole time because they don't want to watch television. You know what I mean? And sometimes I feel like it's like that when you're trying to convince somebody to look at something, you know, that maybe isn't for them at just the right time. You know, it's like, no, 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 look at this. This is what I've seen. Look at this. This is the, you know, mm -hmm. people are pulling away because maybe it's not their time. You know, we don't have to convince them to try to see what we see. Um, yeah. And they can't, they, 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 they really can't because it's a different frequency. Yeah. It's, it's a different frequency. When you have your spiritual awakening, it is a different frequency than being asleep. So it's just like the radio dial. You know, if you're tuned to 106.7 and you're listening to K rock music, that is like new and alternative. Someone else is, you know, on a different radio dial, listening to jazz mm -hmm. and you're trying to explain this music. And they're like, it doesn't sound like that to me because they're tuned into a different station. Mm -hmm. So it's like both people are correct mm -hmm. in their perception. Mm -hmm. But the reason why we fight with each other or we try and convince the other person is because we're not really sure ourselves, you know, yeah. what we're experiencing. So the more yeah. that we can just kind of go within and just allow ourselves to be who we are and allow other people to be who they are. Mm -hmm. just it could be so much more peaceful <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah yeah it can feel scary though i liked the way you said it. it's like the things that i thought were true i now recognize are no longer true at least for that person in that moment as they're you know processing things and when something that we thought was true for our whole life becomes not true that's re really destabilizing it can feel really scary Yes. And that, oh, I got the chills again. That is what humanity is going through. It's called cognitive dissonance. And, you know, when you are brought up with a certain ideology and someone comes by and they, they challenge it, 
it's like you're you're challenging them on their entire existence. Yes. You know, and to Identity. come from yes. Yes. You know, and to come from a place of what do you mean the government's not here for my highest good? What do you mean that the education system is supposed to be this but is that? You know, what do you mean big pharma doesn't have our highest interest in health? You know what I'm saying? So it's like everything that they've built their lives upon is like pulling the rug out from underneath them. And it is scary. And that's why there's a lot of, um, you know, people that are cutting people off on the freeway. There's a lot of, you know, because they're afraid. Mm -hmm. They're afraid. And the cognitive dissonance is like, it's too much for their psyche to uh, handle. So they go into this denial of like, no, that can't be true. But the thing is, is that, you know, we talked earlier about the light coming into the planet. You can't shut light out. Mm-hmm. You can't shut this energy out. You can't shut this vibration out. It's it's happening. And, you know, the people that have the cognitive dissonance, it's like you hear it enough times and you, you have, um, you see things that support what you're hearing. And then it slowly kind of like melts away. And then you mm-hmm. come into your own. It's like, okay. Now I understand. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the people who are fighting the strongest to hold on to something, to hold on to whatever that truth is, you know, oftentimes when we're in that place, it's, it's the fear. It's the fear of, man, if I do, if this ends up not being true, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my family? What does that mean for my kids? What does it mean for our world? Um, And that fear causes us to become very aggressive and holding on. It's going to be scary. Yeah. So let's think for a moment um, about people who are sensing that maybe they have awakened, they're awakening, but they are feeling like they have some sort of spiritual gifts to bring to the table to, you know, they're going, I think I'm intuitive. I think I hear things. I think I sense things. I resonate with Lara or David or other people that are sharing these things. And I think I want to be a part of that. What would you say to them? Mm, okay, let me tune into that one. Ooh. Okay, so not everybody here on the planet has that. Okay, and if you have this this idea of you're here for a purpose, you're here for a reason, please listen to that because what's happening is you're you're becoming activated. And that means that you've had these uh, these downloads, these programs within you that you've been carrying with you. And with the light coming into the planet, it's like it's waking you up. So you're you're becoming awakened to who you truly are, to who you really are. And for some people, when when we feel this, it could just mean that your very presence on this planet is enough. Your smile that you offer to someone is enough. Playing with your grandchildren is enough. You know, letting somebody go ahead of you in the line in front of you and just practicing kindness, that can be enough for you. And holding that that frequency of love, you are fulfilling your purpose. And what they want to say is that if you have these interests, like if you're drawn to certain things. It's like if you're interested in Greek mythology or you are uh, drawn to go up to Mount Shasta or you think that the chakras are really interesting, pursue that. 
pursue that because it's you're remembering things that you already know. See, a lot of people think that we're learning new stuff. There isn't anything new. We are we are remembering what we already know from previous lifetimes, from previous existences, and it's just becoming awakened here on this planet now. So if you feel that you uh, want to be part of it, absolutely do be part of it. You know, find, find people that think the same way you do. Go to programs that you, you know, feel that you resonate with and just enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, but don't feel like, you have to do anything to be worthy of being here on this planet. Who you are is enough. And the words that you speak to others is enough. And the smile that you give to others is enough. Mm. Yeah. What about these uh, friends or family members that are really concerned about me? Right? They're, they're concerned about me exploring intuition or chakras or Reiki or you know, astral travel or whatever it might be. And they're saying, whoa, this is not good. This is unsafe or you're, you've gone off the deep end or, you know, even to the extreme, you're going to hell or, you know, whatever it might be. How do, how do I navigate those relationships? <laughs> oh, yes, that, that can be a challenge. I, you know, like I said, I was born in the Catholic religion and have three sisters. And um, <laughs> I found out like a couple of years ago from my nephew um, he goes, yeah, you were crazy aunt Lara. I was like, what, <laughs> you know? And he goes, yeah, we thought you were all really, that you were weird, you know, because I had all of this, this information and it was, it was tough navigating through that, but it was such a strong part of who I am that I wasn't willing to dim my light just to fit into my family. And at some point, I just had to let them be who they are and love myself enough to break away. Because it's really tough with, with family structures. You know, we want to be part of something. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel loved. And especially with the family unit, if they don't love us and accept us, you know, it's like you're an outcast. And, you know, I talked about that spiritual loneliness. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And, you know, the thing is, it goes back to what we said before. It's your sacred journey. You don't have to share with them. If they're not going to support you, you don't have to share it with them. And you right. don't have to convince them of anything. Right. You know, and to expect them to accept you, that's not really fair because you're putting an expectation on them. Mm -hmm. And to also realize that, they really are coming from a place of your of wanting you to be well mm -hmm. because their beliefs are whatever they are. And they, if they think you are going to hell and trust me, being in the Catholic religion, you're going to hell. Right. And, but they really are there for your highest good. So if you can realize that they are doing it out of love and you don't have to convince them of anything, you don't have to tell them about anything. And I think the biggest thing is to realize that you are okay, that you don't need to feel okay about yourself. I mean, you don't need your family's acceptance to, to be okay with who you are. That's the biggest thing. And that's, that's what I've had to do, you know, because I stopped drinking. 
I've, you know, done a whole bunch. Like I am so much on the other spectrum as them. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, today, you know, my nieces and nephews, they come to me for help. We walk around the park. I do energy with, work with them. Um, my one sister, we're like in parallel phrases right now. Like we do things together. My other sister, like she, she comes along. She doesn't quite get it, but she's open to it. So they come around eventually, but I, I had to take a step back and just tell myself, I don't need them to accept me in order for me to accept myself. Mm -hmm. And I think because this was so strong in me, I, there's no way I couldn't be who I was. Mm -hmm. I was working with a a client the other day and um, she was sharing about her telling her dad about some of her spiritual experiences. And she said, he just, he just doesn't get it. And he pushes back. And, and I said, Oh, well, what, what are you trying to get out of the relationship by sharing these things with him? And it's like, well, no, I just want him to um, know me. You know, it's like, okay, but are you also perhaps trying to convince him of something so that you'll feel okay about yourself? Right. And ultimately we're doing the same thing that other people have done to us. Right. Cause they're trying to convince us of something. Now, if we're trying to convince them, now we're just in the same boat of trying to convince each other because we need the security of somebody believing like we do. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. What a great insight that is. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now let's think about this maybe third group of people who they have embraced their spiritual giftedness and maybe they have started some sort of work online, uh, maybe a business of some sort, and they're trying to get their message out. And maybe they're feeling like, man, it's just not, it's not expanding. It's not impacting the way that I had hoped. What would you say to this group of people? Mm, okay, let me get into this one here. First of all, to this group of people, thank you. <laughs> thank you for for answering the call. There was, you know, humanity was in trouble during um, the atomic bomb. Like that, when that went off, the other beings around the universe was like, what is happening here? And saw that humanity was on a path of self-destruction. So the, we, they couldn't bring in light into the planet because there was this, this negative space that was all around the earth. Okay. You know, when people die and they say they go through this dark tunnel, that is the negative space that is around the planet. So what we did, what, what these beings did is they sent out a call for help to other beings, other light workers, people that we're talking to right now, to come incarnate on the planet so they can anchor in this light frequency. So these people that feel like they have a purpose that they are trying to get their work out online, they do want, first of all, want to thank you for answering the call and being here. So with that, there comes, you've been here before, and with that, there's a lot of trauma from past life stuff where you have tried to, you know, lift the vibration of the planet and you were ridiculed and blamed and tortured. And a lot of people are carrying that energy with them into this lifetime. So when they go out and 
fulfill the purpose and want to do this as a job, there's a whole lot of stuff comes up. This fear of being tortured, this, you know, this irrational fear of being in front of anybody. Okay. And so just to be aware of that, they're saying that it's really important to do the inner work on yourself if you're going to be serving humanity. Because yes, you are a light worker. Yes, you are a light being, but you're also here in this human experience, in these human emotions, having these human traumas, all of this kind of stuff. And so many people, they try to help others without really taking a look at themselves. And the clearer you are, the clearer your energy is, meaning the more you go through your traumas, the more you work through your issues, the more you come to peace with your relationships and with yourself, the clearer channel you're going to be to help other people. So there's so many factors you you had mentioned of why things aren't happening as fast enough. So there's some layers to that too. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. You're exactly where you need to be. Remember not to compare yourself to anybody. And also, if things aren't moving, there may be some things that you need to clear before you can move forward. Because our we may think on a conscious level, yeah, I want to be this big, you know, thought leader. And on a subconscious level, you're like, heck no, I'm going to be ridiculed for that. I'm staying in my box. And the subconscious mind is what rules our reality. So if you look outside of yourself, what's going on in your life, it's not because of your conscious thoughts, it's because of the subconscious fears and beliefs that you're still holding. So I would say to those people, look at yourself, do some self-exploration around some of the beliefs that you have about being a light worker. Mm, Very powerful. Very powerful. You mentioned that, um, you're channeling these messages from angels. And I know on your YouTube channel, you have um, videos that you put out from time to time that are these angel messages. What's happening inside of you? And um, how would this benefit someone to to watch the videos that you're putting out? Okay. So actually, I, I did it here on this call. Um, I just kind of center in and I ask, I I bring myself in alignment with the energy of all that is. And we are all one, like the, the thoughts and beliefs and consciousness, it's all there and everybody has access to it. But when your channel is clean, when you have your intention, you can plug into it. Okay. So when I do that, I do. I ask the angels. I work specifically with angels. So I ask them to come in and basically I just say, what is in the highest and best uh, information that I can give people today? And then I just sit there and then it comes through. These, the the uh, images, like when I do my angel call or my angel messages, I see images. They talk to me in images. Um, but when I'm doing like interviews like this, then it's just kind of like channeling through the information. So it's just really being open to that intuitive channel and trusting that whatever comes through is for the highest and best good that comes through. Now, how can this benefit people? It's kind of like um, 
it gives them a sense of validation sometimes. And it's almost like there's a resonance. Like when somebody speaks and they say something's like, oh man, I really relate to that. Oh yes, that feels like, that feels good in my heart. So listening to these messages, you can feel a lot of people say it's like, man, I thought you were like really talking to me mm. because that message was for them. Mm-hmm. And so if you listen to those messages, um, you know, it can help you move through your fear. It can help you gain confidence to do what it is you need to do because the energy that I work with that somehow is chosen to come through me comes through my voice. Mm. So even in just speaking with somebody or hearing a message, that energy goes through and it, it helps heal their fears. It helps shift their cellular structure of their traumas. Mm-hmm. So just listening to that, they may not realize it, they may not feel it, but it really does change um, their cellular structure. Mm-hmm. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing today, Lara. This has been so rich. Um, people um, can work with you one-on-one, I assume, can give a little insight in how you could help people. Uh, yeah, I do work with people one-on-one. I can do single sessions if they're just kind of curious. <laughs> um, my passion is to work with other light workers that are trying to get their work out here or out into the world because there's a lot of stuff that comes up. And, you know, with working, uh, Mark and I working together, we've been doing this for a while. So we have a lot of business things that we could help with them too. Um, but yeah, if somebody comes to me, it, I can help them work through traumas. Um, there's a lot of things, you know, it's, everybody is different and it's just like having a conversation like you and I had, Mm -hmm. but we go into past lives. We go into the angels coming in. We go into like shifting the cellular structure in the body. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's how they can just go to my website at, uh, drlararomero.com, D-R-L-A-R-A-R-O-M-E-R-O.com. And you can kind of read about what's going on with me and how I work. And, um, you know, if it feels, if you feel called to sign up for a session. <laughs> I love that. And of course, uh, the same, uh, username for Instagram, Dr. Lara Romero. And, um, if you're listening on your phone, you can swipe up now and so you can see both those links and click on them now. And of course your angel messages are videos on Instagram and YouTube. So people can find those there. So Lara, thank you so much for just sharing your experience and your wisdom today. Really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. It was my pleasure. And thank you for giving me the opportunity. I'm honored that you asked me to. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. And we invite you to share this episode with someone who would enjoy it as well. Take a screenshot, text it to them, and tell them to check out BehindTheLidsPodcast.com. Also, we encourage you to rate and review the show on the podcast platform where you are listening. We'll see you next time behind the lids.